Hi, Bruno Jr. here. Our podcast, Busting Addiction and Smiths, is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com. SafeHouse believes that traditional treatments fall short of the needs of clients who face the modern problems of addiction. Modern problems need modern solutions. Multiple addictions, multiple relapses, multiple triggers, and cheaper and more powerful street drugs set up unprecedented challenges facing treatment centers. What is needed is a more sophisticated approach, a better way forward. There are three reasons to choose our progressive modern treatment program. One, a more sophisticated intake process. Two, technology proven to enhance recovery. And three, the most robust aftercare program in our sector. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com. All right, this is episode three, season 12, entitled, What's Cool About Group Therapy? We've all heard about group therapy and seen the usual cliche scenes on TV or in the movies where a counselor sits in a circle with patients and they share their feelings and insecurities and so on. There's a reason, however, why group therapy is such a useful and powerful tool. There's more there than meets the eye. For those family members who are considering treatment for their loved one, or for anyone who is curious about how and why it works, here are a few insights that might help you gain a better understanding of the process. What group therapy does for those new to recovery is to give clients a sense of belonging, something that they've longed for after years of isolation from normal society. They now feel a part of, as opposed to apart from, their fellow travelers on a journey to a better life. Group therapy, under the guidance of a counselor, helps individuals develop long-forgotten or perhaps never-learned communication and socialization skills and teaches them how to express their emotions in appropriate ways. I've been in groups where people have stated that they didn't know how they felt. Literally, they don't know what they're feeling. In other words, they could not even identify what it was that they were feeling. The counselor would then ask them to ask themselves this, Am I mad, glad, sad, afraid, ashamed, or hurt. It's that basic sometimes. When we are in our deeply addicted state, we run from our feelings. We run from any feeling because our feelings frighten us. What's happened to cause this state of emotional affairs? It's useful to remember that addicts are infantile personalities where fear rules their lives. The first sign of any upset, any conflict, any major decision, the addict runs to the drug to obliterate reality And that includes the feelings, the emotions that come with it. So now they become afraid of feelings as addicts because the feeling could get out of control if they don't apply some anesthesia to deaden them. That's a hell of a place to be. I know because I've been there. What happens in group therapy is that participants share their stories and begin to relate to each other and start to identify what was happening to them. They were stuffing their feelings with alcohol and drugs, and now they're going to have to experience them in the unadulterated form. There's an old saying that goes like this, the good news is you get your feelings back. The bad news is you get your feelings back. There's a lot of growing up that happens in group therapy. The process teaches clients self-awareness, coaches them on how to listen, and teaches them to accept criticism from others who face similar challenges. The therapeutic principles that that shape group therapy are 1. Altruism. Group members share their strengths and help others in the group, boosting self-esteem and confidence. 2. Catharsis. 
Sharing long suppressed feelings and experiences with a group of like-minded people can help relieve pain, guilt, and stress. Three, recreation of family. The group is like a family in some ways. Within the context of the family, each member can explore how childhood experiences contributed to personality and behaviors that ultimately led to addiction. They also learn what attitudes and behaviors to watch for from those who have relapsed. And there are plenty of them. Number four is accountability. It is said that the whole point of the 12-step journey is learning to hold yourself accountable without condemning yourself at the same time. Although working within a group offers support and guidance to help make the journey easier, group therapy helps members realize that they're responsible for their own actions, their own choices, and their own lives. This is where the addicts and alcoholics stop blaming others and begin the process of growing up. Number five, instilling hope. The group contains members who are at different stages of the treatment process. Seeing others who are coping and recovering gives hope to those just starting out. Number six, universality. Being part of a group of recovering people who've had the same type of life experience helps members see that what they're going through is universal and that they are not alone. Look closely and you'll see that addicts and alcoholics are ruled by fear, that corrosive and evil thread that runs through our lives. This is quoting from one of our 12-step books. We are taught that self-centered fear is the chief activator of our character shortcomings. There are two kinds of unhealthy fear. Fear of losing something that we value and or not getting what we demand. There's fear of looking bad. There's fear of being found out. There's fear of running out of money or drugs or alcohol. Anger and resentment are companions to the emotion of fear. Resenting the boss because make, he's making you work. <laughs> Actually work. Imagine that. Angry at your spouse for nagging you about your slovenly lifestyle. In other words, your drinking and all that comes with it. Anyone with a conscience will also experience the feeling of shame. Shame is called the master emotion because it's so powerful and people will do anything to avoid it. Saving face, in quotes, is a way of acknowledging its power. People will lie to avoid having to be shamed, and yet active addicts experience it daily. They are ashamed of who they have become. They hate themselves and don't know what to do about the self-loathing, the self-contempt that they live with every minute, every hour of the day. That's why when they gather as a group, they're immensely relieved to find other people just like them. They no longer feel alone. And when they hear others share their stories, much of the shame lifts as they begin to understand that they were all in the grip of a powerful disease which explained why they did what they did. All of this and more comes out in the group. More goes on there than meets the eye, as I've said, as much of what is said and what is heard is internalized and unseen. Yet it may have a profound impact on how the client thinks and ultimately behaves when life becomes real. So what have we learned about the power of group therapy today? Number one, we learned that group therapy is an indispensable part of the treatment process as it gets people to open up in ways that are not possible otherwise, even in one-on-one -on -one settings. Number two, it creates a powerful sense of belonging to clients who have heretofore felt only isolation from normal society. Number three, Group therapy gives them an opportunity to begin feeling empathy for others in the same boat, which is a huge turnaround from their using days when they thought only of themselves. Number four, it lifts the burden of shame.
when they begin to understand that the disease explains a lot of what they did and who they had become. They also begin to understand that being in the grip of a disease is not an excuse either. Number five, it makes it clear that they need to take responsibility for their actions as they see the consequences of their actions more clearly. Our podcast is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com, a modern approach to recovery. To learn more, visit us at SafeHouseRehab.com.